0: Hey, hey, what's up guys? Welcome back and get ready for the first episode of season two of The Athlete Angle. We did something a little different this time. I had my interns Hannah and Lauren interview me about my story. They asked tons of great questions ranging from managing your emotions that come with transitioning out of your sport to finding a new why in the gym and to learning how to find friends outside of your sport. These are just some of the lessons that I've picked up along the way. That have worked for me and wanted to bring them to the light. If you resonate with these lessons or topics we discuss, please leave a review and subscribe. If you know a friend that could benefit from listening to this show, please share it. It helps me build more content like this and it helps others with the complicated transition into life after sport. What's up, guys? Welcome to The Athlete Angle. I'm your host, MC Bell. Do you feel like you're walking aimlessly through life after sports? Do you feel lost without your sport and unsure of how to find confidence in your purpose? It's like the second you hung up your cleats or walked off that field, you've been drifting ever since. Well, I'm here to tell you that you are not alone, my friends. You are one of thousands of student and professional athletes that struggle with transitioning into life after sports. Join me this week as we work to unravel the confusing journey of life post-sports, gain clarity in your purpose, and find confidence in your identity so you can flourish in life after sports. Let's dive in. Okay, I'm officially in the interviewer seat. Let's go, Lauren. What do you got?
1: (laughs) So, um, first question. What I want to kind of start off with is how long, um, did you play your sport? Yeah, like sure. what was the intro to that?
0: Oh, well, okay, wow. I have to go all the way back. So, I believe the first time I touched a soccer ball, I was three years old. I remember doing these soccer camps. I went to like a tiny little private Catholic school, and they we would just do super basic, like it was rec league. And I remember being on a team that absolutely sucked. And I remember the one kid that scored all the goals. And I remember being so mad. (laughs) And that was the first time I realized I was competitive. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think I was like three, three years old. And then I was kind of, I was also doing other things because your parents put you in all sorts of stuff. But soccer was always that common thread where, I don't know what it was about soccer, but it just got me going. So I just kept going with it.
2: Did you ever like imagine
0: yourself playing in college or did you just think that
2: it was like a thing? Oh, I'm going to play like in the little leagues, maybe in elementary school, and then end up being like high school, then college. Like walk us through that process. Like how did that look for you?
0: I, I think I enjoyed playing the game. When I was much younger, so probably like, you know, elementary school and middle school, I was really, really into it. And then I'd say I realized I was more talented than a lot of my peers. And I think that happens naturally. And you realize, oh, I think I could do something with this. So when I got to high school, that was something that I focused on a lot was just being the best on my team and I had been put on some pretty like elite teams I think in high school as well and then once I was in that threshold I realized that the level I was playing at were a bunch of people that were trying to play in college Mm -hmm. and um, I think also (laughs) actually so I just thought of this so also I had this like obsession with the women's national team I had like calendars I had photos and quotes and I had like a 10 foot door poster of me a ham on the back of my door and I would be like you're an OG and I'm gonna be one day and yes yeah, so I think I at first I was chasing that dream of pro soccer actually and knew college was a step of that but when I got to college I think I realized I was like actually maybe this was my dream all along was to play in an elite level yeah I think I just I got really serious about going to college to play though once I got to high school and realized the level I was playing at so like through um like your being a collegiate athlete, like the
1: um like career of the four years that you played um kind of what um what stood out the most that you still carry today
0: in terms of like lessons I've learned. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a deep question, Lauren. You gave you guys gave me two easy questions, and are like, "So tell me about your most tragic <laughs> moment." <laughs> um. Ah, uh, that is a great question. I immediately off the top of my head, I would say, I think when you've played college sports, you learn you can do hard things at a level that most people don't try to, uh, or really attempt to do. And it no longer is just about playing a sport. I think it, it's a mindset. Um, I was actually talking to a friend yesterday about 75 hard. Cause I was like, I've been looking for a new challenge. And I was also thinking about, well, where does that come from? And it comes from soccer because that was my life. Like you had this super regimented, high level, pressured, um, four years of your life, balancing everything under the sun. Um, that was a huge mindset challenge. If anything, Like yes, it was physical, obviously, but I, I mean, it takes everything in you to fully put yourself in everything that you're doing and you don't have time to uh ruminate on things. You don't have time to um, you know, get caught up in something that you don't have time to be caught up in or that you can prioritize. So it I think it like I could give you the surface level answer of like, yeah, time management, like whatever, you know? Or I, I really think it's more of maybe like the ability to be present in everything mm-hmm. that you're doing. And But you were kind of like your schedule, I think, and the, and those pressures that you had uh, coming at you all the time forced you to be present. Like you only had, you have this amount of energy and this amount of time to think about this thing that's right in front of you. Like when you're a practice, you're a practice, you're not thinking about your homework. You're not thinking about the classes. You're not thinking about money. You're not thinking about rent. like none of that, like you're, you're thinking about why am I a practice? What am I getting better at? Like, am I I'm working on my goals that pertain to this. And then when you leave practice, you leave that at the door. And, you know, you go into class, you're like, I'm only thinking about this class. I'm hyper-focused on what's going on here. And when that's done, like, it's the same thing. Like, you go home, like, you focus on home things. And, like, when you're at work, you're focused on work things. Like, there's no overlap. So I, I think that's a really valuable skill that a lot of people struggle with. Um, because they've not been put in a situation maybe to learn it at the level that I think a college athlete does. Yeah, I'd say that was probably one. And then also, I think as a collegiate athlete or an elite athlete or professional, you're so in tune with your body. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that post sports now that that is my number one uh, like skill, I think when I'm trying to understand what's going on with my body like am i why am i tired am i tired because i've been thinking about something too much or am i overthinking am i bored am i actually tired am i hungry am i not hungry am i just emotionally eating and i need a piece of chocolate and a hug or like (laughs) am i actually like (laughs) i really want dessert (laughs) um so i'd say that's another i don't know it's kind of like a superpower in a way uh (laughs) not a lot of people are in, in tune with their bodies either and Being at that level, you have to be. I mean, you're, I feel like you're hypersensitive to everything at that, at that level. So I'd probably say like those, those two were probably like big ones. I'm sure there's a bajillion more, but you know, they'll come to me. (laughs) How was that shift? You just talked about
2: all like the positive things that came with it, especially like shifting out of sports, like, oh, time management, being present. But like, were there any negative things? Because I feel like we, always hear the positive things that come out of athletes like what were some of the negative things that you had to adjust to coming out of playing sports
0: um yes there are definitely negatives there's positives and negatives to everything but yes period period at the end of yes there are negative things (laughs) um I think one of the things I struggled with when I finished playing was finding among other things. But one of the ones actually I was talking this morning, I had a Bible study and I found these two girls that played uh, college sports. And for some reason that came up in conversation about things that I was passionate about, um, in that. And we were talking about body image and having a new why as to why you're working out and the struggling with not having the same level of external motivation to push you to do that. Um, as well as not having a reason to work out other than, uh, like lifestyle. It's so not glamorous. <laughs> I I feel like when you're training for a high level sport, there's there's like drama in it in a way, and you feel like you're a part of something like a bigger, you know, a bigger purpose. Like I have to work out. I need to be on my like at my best, I need to be at my best physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because that means that's going to be the best player. And I'm going to be able to benefit my team in that role because I've taken care of myself. And when you're taught that's, you know, you're always others focused, others focused, and you have coaches that are handling your schedule and telling you what workouts to do and what to eat, when to sleep and when to go to class and when to, you know, when you actually have social time um, and when you're traveling and when you have games and like all the above. It's when you don't have that anymore. It is nice, I think at first, but then I think the reality sets in as, oh, I have no idea how to do any of these things. I mean, I, I know how to do them, but I have no reason as to why I should be doing these. I just know that's what I've done and I'm stuck with my habits, but I have no why for my habits anymore. And so I remember leaving the gym. My poor roommate at the time probably thought I was psycho, but (laughs) I remember leaving like gold or not gold, not gold's gym, um, Bailey's in St. Augustine. It was like, I mean, I was a few months out of, from graduating. So like, it was like summer of right after I graduated. And I hadn't really thought about the whole working out thing, but I was like, I probably feel like that's something I should be doing. Right. You know, I had no idea. And for somebody that has been trained in the weight room, you know, well, and intensely you would think, Oh, I should just continue doing that at that level. Right. Well, no, that's not actually the case. It's, like it's good to do those things, but you always had this this why behind you of working out, and then I didn't, and I remember getting so angry at the gym. Like I'm not proud of this, but like would throw my mat and like frustrated and just like storm out of the gym. People thought I I don't know what they probably thought. Honestly, I don't really care because I was <laughs> mad, <laughs> <laughs> and it was sucked because like you're it's confusing. It's, you go from everything's, everything's, you know, lined up for you. And then you're left to figure out how do I run my life? Or like, how do I build that skill set of, you know, intrinsic motivation and and will to want to take care of myself in a way without having this, you know, greater purpose of playing for a team or, or chasing a championship or, I mean, you name it, like that's what you've done as a kid, you know? And that was what you were always taught, but we weren't ever taught to, I don't know if it, self-regulate is the right word, but you almost have to learn how to regulate your, or manage. I guess I should say manage, maybe manage is better, manage your life in that sense. And there was a thought I had this morning when I was talking to that girl because we were talking about the gym and stuff. Um, but I almost feel like the antidote to that or maybe a solution to that challenge is having external motivation set in place so when you do transition out of sports you have people that are ready to encourage you and support you while you take the time to learn a new reason why you want to work out so but that and that takes time and I didn't want to wait I just wanted to you know be fit and not worry about it because that's what I knew yeah um And that leads to I like I struggled with um, like I still had gut issues in college and I was I was trying to battle that. And that's really hard to do when you're eating pizza after a game on an away trip at midnight. Um, You're just starving because you ran 10 miles, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and and it's what you have available. So I guess I'm doing a lot of that while you were in college, but posts, I mean, I gained weight and filled out and it was hard. I didn't like the way I looked. Like I thought I was supposed to look the way I did in college. And, and not to say I, like, honestly, like, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, I wish I looked like I did in college. Yes. I think what you mean is you wish you felt the way you did in college because mm-hmm. of how well you're taking care of yourself and how, yeah how many barriers and parameters you had around your lifestyle to maintain that but when those are stripped away as an adult it's your responsibility to if you want that to learn how to get that on your own and that that middle ground between the stripping away and learning how to like build that is um it's kind of dark and it's lonely and it's it's hard and um emotional And so I, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's one thing that really on top of trying to figure out my identity, because I had put it in my sport and I didn't understand that I had done that. Um, although in hindsight, it makes sense. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but those two things, I think on top of each other were like, I just like, they were like barriers when I finished playing and I did not know how to get through them, but, I think the awesome thing is there's always somebody that has already gone through those things and has an answer. It's just more of finding the answer than, you know, trying to figuring out on your own. Yeah. And yeah, I guess also trying to find those people that have the answers and building that community because your community has to look different now because you're not doing the same thing that you were doing. So yeah, that was hard too. That was so good. And I think even for people that aren't athletes, just for like young women, like that
2: last part that you just said about now that you're like a college student, like now you're an adult in the gaining weight part, because I feel like so many young ladies can relate to that. Like even myself, it's just like, you look at yourself in high school, like whenever I played sports all my life. And then now, just like you said, like now, you're gaining a little bit of weight it's like the stress of school and life Mm -hmm. it's just like adjusting to that and it's just like trying to find that common ground where it's just like it's okay to be where I am like it's all right like it's not the end of the world and to find people that support you through that I think that's important and everyone can take from that I mean men and women I think it's like that's a common ground for just everyone right
0: now yeah I want to say like It's, it's a thing. I think that probably 95% of women in the world always struggle with, Mm -hmm. but I think especially for female athletes, your idea of what's normal is not actually normal. And that's a really hard concept to wrap your head around in terms of like your health and what you're, you know, what's healthy for your body. You're at, you know, an extreme, you know, extremely fit level for so long that that was your normal. So anything below that feels like you're unhealthy, but mm-hmm. that's not the case. And then, especially when you're done playing college sports, your body is trying to adjust to a new season of life. And usually, like the way that a woman's body works, like you're in childbearing years. And so it's preparing for that. And so if your hips get wider, or you gain more weight in the middle, or your butt gets bigger, or your boobs get bigger, I don't know, like mine did. And I was like, what the heck? I didn't think they could go anymore, but they can. <laughs> and it's all, it's all part of biology. Like that, that happens or like, say it's the other way around. I don't know. I think you're like a female collegiate weightlifter and you're not lifting the same way that you were lifting. You're probably going to lose that muscle but that doesn't mean that you like your identity is lost as well that's just your body adjusting to your new season of life but the only way I think through that too is uh really like sitting with those emotions and learning how to ride that wave of emotions because it can be you know you could feel there could be shame and guilt and like I feel like a failure because I feel like I should be at this level but that's not where i'm at anymore and i can't because i can't play anymore i have no more eligibility so like why would i want to work out uh to train for that for something that's not going to happen but then if i don't train then i'm going to lose what i have and yeah. it's just like this endless cyclone of of thoughts that are just like it's confusing and it, and it doesn't make sense but usually that's a sign of there's like a broken lens in there so I think like adding in reality of, well, what, I guess air quotes, like, what am I training for? Like now my mindset is I'm training to, for my job, which a part of it, a large part of it is sitting at a desk 40 hours a week. Do I love that? Heck no. Who loves sitting at a desk 40 hours a week? Nobody, nobody likes that. And I have a lot of energy. So I know that if that's going to be the season of life that I'm in, I'm going to train to take care of my body in that way. So that when I am sitting at a desk, my hips don't get tight. I don't, you know, lose my core. I don't, you know, I I feel like my back is in aligned. Like I go to the chiropractor. Um, Like I work out before I go to work. I do all different kinds of sports so that I'm working all different kinds of muscles that you lose from sitting. So I think there's a way to almost hack that Mindset of an athlete of like, I need to always be training for something, but I guess instead of saying like I'm training for my sport, I'm training for life. So now it's like the system that you've learned through your sport is interchangeable through the rest of your life. And that helps me with my with like my body image. I'm like, am I training for a decathlon? No. Am I training to run 90 minutes a game in a collegiate soccer game? I'm not. So why should I feel like I have to look that way? I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is such a good
1: way mm-hmm. to um,
0: like shift the
1: performance mindset of an athlete instead of training for your sport, train for your life. That,
2: mm-hmm. oh, that's so
1: good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that
2: is very really, really good. <laughs>
1: I wanted to touch on, um, like you had mentioned, um, habits and how that kind of crosses over with identity, um, and just like how the things you do directly affect, um, you know, how you see yourself and what you resonate with. Um, so what do you think are some ways post-sport that you were able to build small those, um, like, small habits to project you farther in life post-sport?
0: Like, almost, like, rebuilding, you're like, building into a new season of life.
1: Yeah, like, like- building new habits, building a new structure, because you mentioned, like, that's a confusing season to be in. Um. So, I guess, like, the foundation of that, what are some habits to lay on that foundation?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that if you're going to, build something new, you need another, you need a good foundation first, which stems from your identity. And for me, that my identity is in Christ. And so that's my square one, I guess you could say. And another thing I think that helps is, honestly, I think to figure out where there's a, so that episode we did with Cam Dobbs, where she says, play where your feet are, her whole spiel, it literally that season, the season right after you're done is playing where your feet are. So if that means I don't know who I am and I need to figure out what my identity is, that's your next step. Or if I need to, I need to heal from maybe some unhealthy thought processes that I have from a previous season that are no longer serving me. I need to start there and name them and learn how to um, replace them with new thoughts and, That comes from knowing who you are and, you know, and if you don't, I think it's really hard to not feel like you're moving in a direction when you don't have, uh, like a starting point. So that's why I say like identity is like, I really think is the foundation for all of that. Um, and then once you have that, I think then you can start to build habits into something that you you know, you're interested in, or you have a goal in or, um, or like the direction that you think you want to go, um, with the next season of your life. And I think another thing that helped me was it feels like you're starting over, but you're not actually starting over. It's just your level of expectation for what you are expecting out of yourself changes. So you still like not, you're not starting over. So you still have All of those skill sets and all of the things that you just learned, you know, especially like the last, like in your collegiate career, especially during that time, um, where a lot of maybe those things, a lot of those seeds that were planted from coaches when you were in youth or in high school have matured. Mm -hmm. That's honestly the, it's really like naming those, those skills and then taking them and then trying to. How do I apply those to the next season of my, of my life? So for example, uh, we can use working out again because I struggled to figure out a new why is to like, why did I want to work out? I had to think, okay, I know my body's capable of working out in a different way. I know that I feel burnt out from working out at a high capacity at a high level for so long and mm-hmm. that my body after sitting with myself and being self-aware needed rest, but not in the sense of not doing anything. It needed rest as in like, I need to go try new things and challenge my body in different ways. So that led to me being just curious about different sports. So instead of trying to figure out like, how do I work out of the gym? Like, what does this do? Like, why would I do bicep curls? Like, what am I going to use these? Like, who am I defending? You know, like, do I just walk around with these and be like, these are my biceps. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I instead, I knew I needed something to, that was adventurous, that would keep me engaged. And that was difficult for me to learn. So I could learn how to try something new again and learn from the beginning again, instead of having this mindset of like, I've mastered my sport and I'm an elite athlete. I might still be an elite athlete. I might still be very athletic, but that doesn't mean I'm going to know how to play this sport. So like I did that with pickleball. I did that with surfing. I've tried it with golf. I suck at golf. (laughs) I love to surf, but I'm really not that great. It takes time. And so does golf, but pickleball was something Yeah, it's freaking hard. But it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then so then instead of my habits changed in the sense of, okay, well, now I'm curious as to why, you know, I'm trying these different sports. And then my habits started to grow. I was like, okay, well, I want to uh I just want to be an athlete because I enjoy playing multiple sports. Like if I have a friend that asks me to go play pickleball, I wanna be able to have the capacity to do that. So I'm going to train to do that and do and to surf. So I'm going to work on my mobility. um, And then honestly that, and then that like pretty much gives you something. It's like art. I don't know. Like there's no, it's not like a step-by-step process. I really think it's, it's trying things and seeing what sticks. And then once you have something that you're working towards, then you can start building the habit towards it. So if I want to be an athlete and I want to go play sports and try new sports and challenge my body in different ways, not necessarily honed in on one sport. That means that I need to, like, I take functional strength classes. So like I started doing classes with people at a time when I knew that people were expecting me to show up, they were going to know how hard I worked. They were going to see me consistently. Um, it gave me the team atmosphere I needed um to work out because I didn't like working out alone or recognize that pretty fast that I was like this is stupid and <laughs> I don't want to listen to music anymore and somebody telling me what exercise to do on my Nike app like I need a trainer I need Where my people at yeah I need people. <laughs> people I need to like I need people to encourage like that's that's what gets me going and so that developed a habit of okay well I'm going to do these classes Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm going to play pickleball uh, Wednesday night. And I'm just making this up like Wednesday night and Saturday mornings, and I'm going to go surf when there's waves. So usually like that's like morning. So I'm going to go like Monday morning and, you know, Saturday morning before I play pickleball or something like that. (laughs) Um, and then that's like, then you get into a routine of, okay, well now I'm in this routine of playing, playing these sports, working out. So, I almost have like another root like workout regimen in a way, like I'm training again, sort of for something. And then that benefits my work. So that was really good.
2: And then that also like touches bases back to like that support system. And I kind of wanted to touch on that again, because I feel like we could like get into it because I feel like it's hard especially like after that college stage to like find a support system, like even to find friends to hang out with. And now you don't have your athlete friends. So it's just like, how did you go about finding people to be around that still wanted to like be involved in sports? So, like, they just didn't on the same team with you. Like, how did you go about finding a new support system and finding people to like do things that you enjoyed doing?
0: Yeah, it's, I think trying to make friends in your 20s when you're out of college is, is difficult because uh, you don't have you're not in the atmosphere of you're not going to classes with them. You're not in school with them, that kind of thing. And so I think you have to get a little bit more creative. But I think the the biggest change in terms of your community is you go from playing with people that have a similar interest in you and that's how you make friends to people that have similar values to you and Mm. that means that for example like church was great for me because i am a christian and that's where i found friends but none of my friends played college sports so i was learning new things about them and their hobbies and their interests and and what they find passionate you know what they're passionate about and what they like to do for a job and you know dreams and aspirations and they looked Completely different than mine, completely. And that's okay. Like, I think when you pigeonhole yourself to feel like you always have to have friends that are only associated with the things that you're interested in, you miss out on the greater landscape of what community could be for you. And it makes it a lot harder to make friends because you can't just go walk out. I mean, I guess you could, but like, Go walk into the gym and be like, "Did you play college sports? Did you play college sports? Do you want to be my friend? You all my people,
1: <laughs> all my friends. You want to
0: work out together? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's obviously like one place you could do it, but you also have this opportunity to find people with similar values to you. So, I mean, well, like I said, like yes, church is a great, great spot to do. that. It's a hotbed for people that all believe in the same." thing in terms of their faith and the way they want to live their life like if you're ambitious you also I'm just thinking of like one thing but if you're ambitious and you want encouraging an encouraging person around in your life that is a real friend is authentic but you guys both have you know really big dreams that could be something that you guys connect on and that could be a reason that you're friends and that could be your I don't know. You could probably have conversations with that person about the dreams that you have for your life. And, and, you know, in a way that you would probably never be able to have with somebody that doesn't have that same scope for their life as an example, but that I think is super beneficial because it's almost, like I said before, it's almost like, I'm just getting this picture of like Swiss cheese. If you just (laughs) just go with me on this, if you just, if you just look at the Swiss cheese, and you just, you know, look at this one slice and all the holes. It has all these other friends of cheeses. Like there's so many other cheeses that don't have holes. But the Swiss cheese needs the other cheeses to to <laughs> fill these holes, you know? Like there are yeah. blind, he's got yes. blind spots, you know? And, yes. and like the other cheeses, like Pepper Jack, He's got a lot of spice. Like what if the Swiss cheese needs some spice, but he can't get it on him by himself. Like he needs the pepper jack. Diversity. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. Diversity. Way to put it one word. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for giving this episode a listen. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review and subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts. Oh, one more thing stay in the know on insta tag a former athlete teammate friend foe family member you get the point i would love to connect with you okay friends that is all she wrote i'll see you next week